0: Hi everybody, this is Moshe Freed, and welcome to the very ninth episode of the Class Stars podcast. Today I'd like to talk about invisible progress. The big question is: how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question. And the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. When kids misbehave in school, it's not just that they're misbehaving or they want to act out or whatever it is or, you know, what it seems to be on the surface necessarily. There's very often some underlying problem, whether it's a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, some kind of emotional disturbance or outside disturbance however you know whatever it might be for that particular child everybody's different but what's important to realize is that you know kids come to school and sometimes it's a hard day and and they work really hard to try to follow the instructions do what they're supposed to do they want to do well everybody wants to do well but nevertheless you'll find situations where kids are going to be acting out and and it's a struggle for them they know very often that they're not supposed to be doing the misbehaviors that they're doing. Sometimes they don't realize. Sometimes that makes it even more frustrating when they don't realize because, you know, it's like when you get whacked from out of nowhere, it's it's even worse sometimes. But even when they do know what they're doing, that it's wrong. In fact, I just had some kid telling me earlier today that uh, he was making trouble during class and a certain peer came in, who he is very intimidated by, and as soon as that person showed up in the classroom, that other child showed up in the classroom, he right away became very tense, and because of that, he didn't make any trouble. But the point is that sometimes they know that they're making trouble, sometimes they don't know that they're making trouble, but it's not just something that they're trying to do, just to make trouble for the sake of making trouble. If that was the case, then it's very easy to incentivize kids not to make trouble and you can take care of it that way. But when there is some kind of real struggle underneath, what's important to realize is that a kid will work really, really hard and try to come up with ways to overcome that struggle, to win that struggle. And they may be successful, they may not be successful, and sometimes they're partially successful. Very often, they're a little bit successful before they're more successful. And that's what led to me to coin the phrase invisible progress. Invisible progress is when kids are making small strides towards achieving a significant goal and these strides go unnoticed and and they're invisible to the teachers. So for example, if you have a kid that's acting at that's disruptive, let's say 10 times a day, which is a, you know, a pretty, pretty large number to be disruptive 10 times a day. And Every day he comes to school and he knows he's disruptive and maybe he has ADHD maybe there are issues at home that are very unsettling maybe you know who knows there there could be a, a, any any number of of reasons why somebody might be compelled to be acting out and and he wakes up one morning and he resolves in his mind you know what today I'm going to go to school and I'm not going to fall into that trap I'm not going to make that trouble I'm not going to call out I'm not going to trip you know, Johnny, while he's walking by, whatever the trouble might be, he resolves in his mind not to do it. And he comes to school, and he's thinking, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And all of a sudden, he does it. He can't help it, but he does it. Or maybe he got distracted, or whatever is going on in his mind. Again, every case is different. So there's obviously great disappointment in this child's mind because he had woken up in the morning and he resolved not to do this and he failed he could not follow through on on this resolution now of course this this disappointment and you know is not noticed by anybody that is living outside of this child's mind and if this child didn't speak to anybody about it no one will know that he woke up this morning resolving not to have, you know, not to get into trouble today. So he's disappointed and that's an invisible, obviously concept to the people around him. So if he gets caught and he gets punished, it's only adding insult to injury. Now I'm not advocating that kids should not get, you know, should not have consequences. Obviously, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But the point is that the next day when this child wakes up, he may again resolve not to fall into the trap And, you know, or he may say, you know what, forget it. I I tried it and I couldn't do it. And of course, you know, we're always encouraging kids not to give up and to try again. And and we give them all of these uh, examples and and stories of people who failed at first and, and eventually succeeded. And of course, that is a very, very important lesson for us to teach to children not to give up and to keep working at it but let's say the second day he wakes up and he's and he resolves with with an even greater conviction and he says you know what this today I'm really not going to do it I'm just not going to burst out in hysterical laughter when my teacher walks in the room and and he walks in and he, and he's just feeling this urge to burst out in hysterical laughter. It's just he just thinks it's so funny. It's such a riot, but he knows how it how it causes the class to go into chaos. And he really, really tries, and he's able to hold it in for about ten seconds, and then he just loses it. He just completely loses it. He br- bursts out in hysterical laughter, and of course, the rest of the class follows. And of course, it goes back to the usual routine of of what happens every day. He gets sent to the principal's office. The principal gives him whatever consequence. Whatever happens, you know, we all know the story of what follows this. And nevertheless, this kid does not stop trying. Every day he gets up and every day he pushes himself a little further, okay? And eventually he comes to the point where he's able to go through an entire day and not get into trouble. And this may have taken weeks. You know, this could have taken weeks for him to build this up. And the problem is that these weeks, this boy is extraordinary. This child is extraordinary because most people can't do this without some kind of encouragement, And if we don't see the, you know, the the resolve of the child and how hard they're trying to not get into trouble, and every day it's a couple of minutes longer. He holds out a couple of minutes longer. If we don't give them the encouragement there, that's invisible progress. And these kids are at tremendous risk of giving up. Okay. You know, I always think about how amazing it is that in professional sports, the coach is so important. And of course, the coach has a lot of roles. The coach has a lot of work to do in preparing for games and obviously in different sports to different degrees. But what always struck me about basketball coaches is that they stand there on the sidelines and all they do is encourage the players to play. And these players are, are, are pretty motivated to begin with because you can't be in the NBA if you're not highly motivated. And they're quite incentivized too because the contracts that they get are amazing So here you have someone who is naturally motivated, a natural hard worker, a professional athlete, obviously very gifted physically and and can play ball really, really well. And they're given tremendous incentives. They can make millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars in some cases. And nevertheless, it's still worth it for every NBA team to hire a guy to stand on the sideline and to yell at him, you could do it, you could do it, don't give up, you can do it. How amazing is that? Okay, so you have these kids that are making this invisible progress and they have no encouragement. They have no encouragement because nobody notices it. Nobody sees it. All they see is that this kid is still laughing out. And they don't see that, hey, yesterday he blew it up within the first five minutes of class. And today, we got through half the class before he blew it up. That's amazing progress. That's a 50% increase. He went through half the day without any trouble. I even had a story once where a kid was not sent to the principal's office. He was being sent every day when I got involved with him. But then, after a couple of weeks of working together, he went an entire week without being sent to the principal's office. And finally, one day he came into school. He was just having a bad day. And you know a couple of people said things to him the wrong way he didn't take it well and he responded poorly and before he knew it he was back at the principal's office and he was devastated because not only was this progress invisible to the people around him it was even invisible to him because very often we don't even understand our own journeys and struggles and and steps that we take and we're sometimes hard on ourselves and we don't realize the progress that we're making. And that's what happened with this kid. So invisible progress is a very, very real concept that affects a lot, of, a lot of kids in school. And what's important is to understand how to break down a problem and understand a problem in smaller pieces and help kids overcome them step by step. And at least they can get recognition for the steps that they're taking. So, for example, one thing, you know, when you do a behavior chart is to break down the dysfunctional behavior into very specific behaviors and to small time frames. I like to ask teachers to measure, you know, 10 minute periods or 20 minute periods. Now that's a lot. It's hard to do it. Not everybody can do it. And if you can't do it, you obviously have to work with the teacher and there's a lot of other stuff going on in the classroom. So everything needs to be taken into consideration. But let's say in a perfect world, if you could break it down into 10 minute periods and you can show a kid that for five of the 10 minute periods today, okay, that's, an hour, almost an hour, 50 minutes, right? This kid was fine, no issues. That's a lot of invisible progress that we can make visible, that we can uncover, that we can show, and it goes a long way in developing the self-esteem of this child, helping them realize that their efforts do pay off. There's nothing more frustrating than working really hard and not seeing anything from it. So by breaking it down into smaller steps, they can see, hey, I accomplished step one, I accomplished step two okay, I'm struggling with step three, but that's okay because I did one and two really, really quickly and three could take a couple of days. And after a couple of days, I accomplished step three. And the scenario that I described at the beginning where this kid spent a month to get through the day without disturbing, now that's suddenly visible progress. That's suddenly recognizable progress. He will be acknowledged for his success. The example that I very often give to kids, I like to use sports analogies, is, you know, in a baseball game, there's a concept of a perfect game. And it's, it's not a common occurrence to have a perfect game. That's where a pitcher gets everybody out. Nobody gets on base, not even walks or errors, right? A no-hitter is when nobody registers a hit, but somebody can make it to base with a walk or an error. A perfect game is 27 up, 27 down. And it's uncommon for it to happen. It happens on occasion. But what's less uncommon is for a pitcher to take a perfect game late into a game. So, for example, the first inning, three batters up, three batters down. Nobody pays too much attention to that. That's fairly common. Second inning, three batters up, three batters down. Okay, the pitcher is in a good zone, going to have a dominant night, but nobody's thinking at that point, hey, we may be watching a perfect game here. It's only the second inning. But as the game goes on, it gets to the fifth, the sixth, the seventh inning. You start realizing, hey, this might be a perfect game, and the pressure begins to build. And obviously as the pressure builds, it makes it even more difficult for the pitcher to remain focused and to do what they need to do. And it only makes it a greater accomplishment if the pitcher can get to a perfect game. But what happens when a pitcher does not complete a perfect game, or let's say gives up a hit in the eighth inning with one out or with two outs, what very often will happen is that the entire stadium will give this pitcher a standing ovation. And What I tell these kids is that that doesn't make any sense. They're cheering the pitcher for giving up a hit. He just blew a perfect game. They should be booing him. And the answer is that they're not cheering the hit that he gave up. They're cheering the streak. That he took a perfect game so late into a game. This was a masterful performance. And this is great. And that's why they cheer him. And kids need to understand that. Kids in school need to understand that. Us as educators need to recognize that and acknowledge that and remind these kids of what's going on. And if we can do this, we'll be able to get kids a lot further than if their progress is invisible and it goes unnoticed. So this is something that I think about all the time. I'm always trying to discuss this with teachers. Now, the challenge, obviously, is that sometimes a simple behavior chart allows you to chart the progress. And and that's one way of uncovering invisible progress. But there are other reasons why we sometimes don't see the progress. And it's not always so simple. So let's think about different ways that we can measure progress that kids are doing, even when it's not so obvious. And it's sometimes invisible. Let's uncover that so we can acknowledge those kids. We can give them the feedback that they need, the encouragement that they need. And it'll make, it'll make our day better too. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us, visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a Class Stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.